I have not met that many celebrities. I have, would we say that I've met them, or you've encountered, <laughs> you've intimidated them with celery and knives, <laughs> possibly threatened them with vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to the Kapower Hour. I'm Lauren Powell, and I'm Sean Casey, and we are the, the Kapows. Kapow! We just took our baby moon. We just got back. Our kababy, kababy, kapowy moon. That's getting doesn't cut. work for. Just <laughs> I know the look in her eyes. She's like, nope, that's not making it's not it. Making it. So we just got back ugh, three days ago. Yesterday was like our official first like work day. I gotta say, after being so, we were in, we were gone for a Friday to a Friday. So that's like eight days. Coming back, sitting at the computer. Working is weird. That's not fun. It's hard. I don't like that. Yeah. Being at a computer all day versus being at a beach all day. Yeah. So let's just quickly and briefly address the elephant in the room about our baby moon. We went to Kauai for a baby moon, which is in Hawaii. It is like two islands away from the island of Maui, which is where the... Terrible wildfires were happening. Crazy tragedy happened. The wildfire started, they either started or it reached like mainstream public awareness Wednesday before our trip. And we were following the news all day Wednesday, all day Thursday, trying to see like, were our, was our airline going to get shut down? Was Did our hotel going to get shut down? We're waiting for emails, waiting for direction from the state, like whoever to see if like, should we come or should we not come? But in our minds, we're also knowing that Kauai is 250 miles away from Maui. Right. And like we checked the weather and was not like we checked the air quality because right. of the baby. <laughs> um, and like by all accounts didn't seem to be affected by yeah. the wildfires. Everything I could see on the news was that Maui, all the airlines in Maui were offering people like free change fees, reduced flights to get out of Maui. That was all what I could see just in the like 36 to 48 hours, less than 48 hours that we had before we left Friday morning. That's kind of the information that we had to go off of and we made the decision to go. So Sunday, we'd been there for a few days and I posted some photos and I got like a lot of backlash. There's a, there's a lot of different opinions about why I was receiving backlash. They don't realize that Kauai is not Maui. Right. <laughs> that um, those aren't the same place and you know, Right. Hawaii consists of a bunch of different islands. So some people feel like I was going to the island where the wildfires were, that we were taking up hotel rooms um, for people that lost their homes. And uh, some people argued that, you know, by going and being a tourist in these cities, we're forcing workers who would like to have the time off to grieve or to not be stressed out about, about the fire. So by by the influx of tourism still coming to an island, we were making it harder. We were putting a strain on all the people of Hawaii. And then people are also upset that I didn't acknowledge Maui at all and that I didn't post any donation links. Well, then there was also the people who are like, I know that Kauai is not Maui and I know, you know, basically what's going on. And they were saying that we were taking up a hotel room for people who were going to be flown or boated from Maui to Right. Kauai. That's the equivalent of being like, oh, there are wildfires in Santa Barbara. People in San Diego shouldn't be staying in hotels. Right. And that's, you can even drive from Santa Barbara to right. San Diego. You cannot drive from right. Maui to, to Kauai. So there's a Hyatt in Maui that posted like, we've shut down our rooms to tourists. We are only opening our rooms to people affected by the tragedy. We actually ran into some honeymooners who like changed their travel plans around last minute to avoid going to Maui, to give up their hotel rooms. Right. Business owners in Maui have come out and said, please stop telling people not to visit. Tell them don't go to Lahaina, but there are other parts of the island that still need tourism and still need businesses. And people are losing shifts at jobs and losing jobs and businesses right. are losing money because, because people aren't coming. Because there's been a, yeah. there was a, there was a message from the state that was like, don't come to Maui. As far as people being like, I can't believe you didn't mention it, that you didn't like bring awareness to this. I, you know, social media is very paralyzing. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. If you post about it, you're virtue signaling. Uh, if, if you don't if, post about it, that yeah. means you don't care. Because right. by the way, 
the only way to show that you care is to post on social media about it. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it means you're heartless. We were making donations. We were doing things. But like, again, like you said, if we post that we're doing that, we're going to be trolled to death because we're posting that we're donating. <laughs> and so like, that's just, it's just a, I think, like you said, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I understand that people like were upset that we posted without acknowledging Maui. I understand that point of view. And like, yes, maybe we should have like said something in in the in the caption or something i but. understand that too i just don't know what the right move would have yeah. been because it's weird to be like here are some cute photos of us what a tragedy in maui like that's just so that to me is tone deaf mm-hmm. and this this is not like a a social issue where you have to take one side or the other right this is, you know they were like i can't believe you're not bringing awareness to this and it's like this is on the front page of every news yeah. every you know every tv station i'm not pro wildfire <laughs> like <laughs> right we did not take this lightly. We did not make this decision without evaluating things. And so after I posted that at the start of the baby moon, I just went kind of radio silent. I, um, I did, and you know, I ended up sharing some donation links, um, that a friend of mine had like organized into a Google doc, someone who owns a business in Waikiki, Waikiki, Waikiki. Anyway, I stayed off social media. I like, I honestly wasn't even sure I was going to be, do anything on social media I just kind of wanted to take a break and then I was like you know what no I have all these cute photos that I want like memories of personal memories of so let me post them and then you know then I got all this backlash so then it was like oh she's I had to turn comments off for my mental health because I was like I just don't want to read read these comments anymore you're on your baby moon this is supposed to be this relaxing you know like great last thing it's also it's hard to talk about it because then it sounds like we are the we're trying to make ourselves the victims right we just got like you know we were while we were there you were like ah you know we were upset that like you were receiving this backlash but at the end of the day it's like hey we didn't lose our house we didn't lose you know family members so this is very insignificant right me getting backlash is nothing compared to you know what people lost and are still losing like it's still ongoing so the the day we get back the governor of hawaii sends a message saying please come to maui just don't go to lahaina right like basically reiterating what we were saying the whole time why would we not go and spend money and you know take part in tourism to support the island because now all these businesses in maui that didn't burn down that weren't in an area affected now their their businesses are are screwed yep because there's some confusing messaging happening. So right. that being said, we were fortunate enough that Kauai was amazing. We had a beautiful, beautiful baby moon. The island is, it's called the Garden Island. So it's a lot more lush and like green than maybe some of the other islands. I've only other I've only ever been to Maui, but um, it's also smaller in population. So our experience on Kauai was amazing. Yeah. We had a blast. It just felt like you were in the middle of Jurassic Park the yeah. whole time. Oh, it was phenomenal. It reminded me a lot of Costa Rica mm-hmm. also because it was so naturey and just mm-hmm. verdant and like Verdant. Oh, Ooh. Verdant's, verdant's one of my favorite words. Wow. I don't know if I've ever heard you say verdant. I don't say it around you because I don't want to <laughs> make you feel stupid. <laughs> wow. Pregnant lady is feisty today. <laughs> it's not me. It's the baby. Oh, it's the baby. So our due date is... November, I'm not going to say when, but November-ish, which means we will not be traveling home for Christmas for the first time in our entire relationship. We're not taking a newborn on an airplane. Absolutely not. So this was our last time flying just us. This was the last airplane we would both be on together, which meant we had to do it the Sean and Lauren way and wear matching outfits. Yeah, obviously. I got like a little emotional on the plane because it was like the last time we're going to be, why does everything make me so emotional? It's your fault, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's just, we just keep having these moments where it's like, wow, this is the last time we do this alone. This is the last time. And not, you know, obviously at some point in our life, we're going to go on vacation without our kids. And, you know, but like there's a very clear divide in your life pre kids and post kids. So it's like even our vacations without kids later in life are not going to be the same as they were pre kids. So this was our last time traveling in matching outfits with just the two of us. Yep. Because I knew. We're definitely going to be dragging the baby down with us in this embarrassment <laughs> that we do. It's not embarrassing for me. Which the internet does not believe. The internet cannot wrap their head around the fact that this was your idea. Everyone's just like, oh man, poor guy. That poor, poor guy. <laughs> the things you do for your wife. <laughs> like, little do you know, it's you my, started this it's, idea. It's me. And you thrive. You love it when I'm so uncomfortable. I love it. <laughs> I love when you're uncomfortable and I love when other people are uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know why. It just 
tickles you. It tickles me. That was our last time wearing those outfits. So we found these great outfits from Roosevelt's matching shorts, matching shirts, and bucket hats. A little uh, tough for me to pull off matching outfits right now because of the bump yeah. outfit and many but things. I think we pulled it off pretty well. So they have a, a pattern called LaCroix, and they're patterned off of the LaCroix sparkling water uh, cans. And so we had the pink LaCroix outfit on. Everyone was like, is this for Barbie and Ken? Yeah. <laughs> like my husband's wearing pink long before barbie and ken came out i've been ken for a long time yeah yeah so we started off the trip with a bang like that okay so what was your favorite part (sighs) out of all the things we did we did so many fun things it's really hard to pick our last day there was like maybe the best Mm -hmm. day i've ever had on any vacation so a lot that we did a lot and so this this trip we weren't Obviously, you weren't drinking at all, and I wasn't drinking a lot. So we were we were in bed before 10 p.m. every day yeah. and up by 6, 6 a.m. every day. Sometimes earlier. Just Sometimes naturally. Earlier. Yeah. So I've oh, never seen it? the sunrise so many times. <laughs> like, I think I could probably count on one hand prior to this trip the amount of times I've watched the sunrise. And you might have been drunk staying up all night pre- yeah. <laughs> to see those. And I, I've probably seen twice as many now. I told Keith, my boss, I think I saw more sunrises this week than I've ever seen in the rest yeah. of my life. All right. So we woke up early. Our hotel has this amazing deck that like looks out on Hanalei Bay. So this is, or, so yeah. Okay. This hotel, it's called the One Hotel. Uh, it, apparently it used to be like the St. Regis of Princeville or something. It's stunning. It's phenomenal. Coincidentally, Kourtney Kardashian just stayed there. That is not why I picked this place. I <laughs> swear. It? I We'd already made the reservation when she posted. Like the location is stunning. Yeah. So they have this like breakfast spot where like you can just order breakfast and a coffee and sit out on this like like elevated terrace terrace that's just like watching the sunrise from here like over the bay and everything. It was just stunning. So we we woke up, we got coffee. (laughs) We we thought we were getting coffee. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) we're looking at the menu and it's like. I love how like sometimes I'm, I'm like, let's spend all the money. And then sometimes I'm so cheap. Yeah, we're talking about the difference between like a dollar or two. $2. I looked at the coffee menu and it was going to be $9 for a latte, which is just criminal. And so a macchiato was only seven. And I was like, oh, a macchiato just basically the same thing. It's just less milk, which is great because, you know, dairy is makes me bloat. (laughs) So I was like asking the barista, I was like, can we get two macchiatos? Too many like flavored syrups you can put in there. <laughs> she gave me the weirdest look. And then can you also add, what milks do you have? Can you add, can I get nonfat milk? <laughs> it comes out in a little, a little espresso glass, like even small, shot, yeah, a shot, shot glass, glass. Yeah. of espresso with a dollop of foam. And we just look at each other and start laughing. It's like, okay. Should have got the latte. But to be fair, I have ordered macchiatos and gotten like a regular cup of coffee before. So I just thought it was like a cappuccino. But different. Yeah. I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I was not expecting it that. It was just comical. It was, was very like, comical. Oh, okay. Like, oh, glad this we saved those $2. $2 to get yeah. nothing. But we had amazing cinnamon rolls. The cream cinnamon cheese. rolls in Hawaii. Oh, so what good. What do they do different? This is the second, last time we were in Hawaii. That was my f- like favorite breakfast item. I think it was like, because it's cream cheese. I've had cream cheese. I am a cinnamon roll aficionado. Yeah. I'm a cinnamon roll spurt. <laughs> That's getting cut. You can put spurt on anything. <laughs> Come to find out. Cream cheese is the the great, the goat. Cream cheese is the goat. It's elite. Okay. Cream cheese frosting is the best. Yeah. I don't think that's unique to Okay. Yeah, Hawaii, I was just asking. I didn't know. They're so gooey and good. Ugh. Yeah. So we anyways, the best cinnamon rolls ever. Back to my best day ever. So let me tell you more about what... <laughs> just kidding. Okay, go. <laughs> so we had that and then... Uh, actually, a lady on the airplane had given us some like insider tips about beaches and restaurants and stuff. Oh, yeah. And she said there was this one beach that was like not very popular, not the, in the north, in part, the north yeah. uh, near Princeville that was like pretty like not touristy, but had great snorkeling for and turtles. For turtles, I did a quick because you were Just pregnant. Like, and you're yeah. like, I don't want to get in the water if there's nothing. I mean, it's a lot of work. So snorkeling when you're on, there's a couple different ways to snorkel. You can do a boat tour where you like jump off the boat and you snorkel around the boat and then there's the other way where you have to walk in from the sand (laughs) which is really not easy to put flippers on it's not easy to do when you're not pregnant and it's like damn near impossible when you are pregnant 
And so. I'm not really a big like walk into the ocean type of gal. I don't know. <laughs> I love getting into the ocean from a boat where I can just float and tread. Yeah. Something about walking in from the sand is a lot of work. Yeah. I don't know. So we're like, it's all right, hey, favorite. Sean, you go in and do like a reconnaissance tour of, of the yeah, area. Sean. And so there's this boy like probably like half a mile out and I swim. Oh, it's a what? Boy, you, boy. Shut up. What did, what do you call it? Boy, you, I don't know. Boy, why am I like, I, now I can't are think you, of it. I can spell it. You are like one of the smartest people I know. Boy, you, is it boy? <laughs> why can't I say this word right now? I don't know. Just say it. I don't want to. Say, I want boy, to. Boy, boy. <laughs> describe, you know, describe what it is. I can spell it. B-O-U-O-Y. I can Describe what it is you're talking about for the people. Like who, a floaty thing in the water. Uh-huh. Like a floaty thing. A boy, you. <laughs> About what is this New my Orleans? Brain, my brain just like melted, and now I can't think of what it is. Oh boy, <laughs> you're so wrong. There's a there's like colloquialisms. There's like jargon. There's regional. Just tell me what accents. the word is. You're just wrong. Just tell me. There's what the only word is. one way to pronounce this word. Okay, tell me. Buoy. Buoy. <laughs> What is wrong with me? Boye. Oh my gosh. I was like, what did he just say? I thought yeah. you were saying there was a kid in the water. It didn't feel right. And I'm just like, I don't know what to say. It's like Moira Rose saying it yeah. somehow from Schitt's Creek. Yeah. I hate uh, Wow. The water. Buoy. The boye. The bebe. <laughs> the water. What just happened to my brain? Are you okay? How many fingers am I holding up? Yeah, two on each side. Okay. That's a weird thing where I'm like, I know how to spell it, and I was just reading it in my brain. That's very weird. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard you say. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, there and was like, a boy I, you in the water. What I else? Said, I said it. I knew I was wrong, and then you were making fun of me, and I'm just like, I have no <laughs> I idea how to where, say it correctly. I don't know where to go from here. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I'm just going to embarrass myself on the internet. Boy, yeah. <laughs> okay. You have veins coming out, so I, I, know, I know that when you're tickled. So tickled. So I swam out. I don't them. even know how you keep telling the story <laughs> after that. Swam all the way out there. Didn't see anything. Well, saw one small one. Came back, and all of a sudden, there were three massive turtles, like, right offshore. And I was yeah. like, Lauren, get in. We got to go. Get in. We're going snorkeling. And then we came back and found them. I think we saw, like, six. Yeah, so it's not even very deep. You swim out. That's it's like four it's feet crazy. of water. Yeah. I've never been to any other place other than Hawaii where you can just kind of waddle out and you're in four foot four feet of water with your fins and your snorkel gear and you're just trying not to touch the coral reef and you're trying to stay far like give the turtles breathing room I'm like paddle, I'm like paddling backward there's just so many turtles just chilling yeah and they're huge huge like we're talking like five feet so cool yeah huge turtles he must have been 700 years old <laughs> probably then we went to hanalei which is this awesome sleepy little like beach surf town local yeah great restaurants great Tons shopping we had done no like shopping up to that point so we were like we're gonna see every store and i think it's time to talk about what the people who are watching the video portion of this really want to talk about and it's at what point in the story did you buy that puka shell necklace <laughs> <laughs> on my favorite day yes so what happened that day that you woke up and you were like, you know what I'm going to do? You know what? Today's the day. Today's the day I bring back puka shells. I had been hearing that puka shells are coming back. I had seen some news articles about it and seen seen it on TikTok and Abercrombie whatnot. Abercrombie and Fitch newsletter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that day at breakfast or where I can't remember where we were. We were waiting in line to get coffee at Hanalei Bread Company. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're waiting <laughs> in line and there's this kid with like long surfer hair and he's like, 10 years old. Yeah. And he looks like one of the kids that would have been in uh, a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen <laughs> summer movie. Yeah. And he's wearing a puka shell necklace. And I was like, if that kid can do it, I can do it. That was it. I'm bringing it back. That was, it was a 10 year old influence. Yep. We went immediately to the store for you to find one. Yeah. And then we had a maternity photo shoot, which was just so awesome and amazing. Yeah. So and we never did a an engagement photo shoot you and i technically have never done a professional photo shoot before yeah we've had our photos taken for the wedding right like we film each other we take photo instagram husband type stuff we have never really taken photos professional photos together with a photographer mm -hmm. was, this was like our first time yeah 
So then ending the day with that, was we got this amazing epic sunset. The photographer was super cool. We gelled yeah. with him like right away. I think photo shoots are hard because you sometimes don't know like what to do with your hands or like smiling is so hard. And it just felt like we were just existing and being playful. Mm -hmm. And then he just happened to catch some, some yeah. great shots. Well, and like we hate such traditional posed things. Yeah. But we've seen a couple sneak peeks. We did some things that are a little non-traditional. Shocking. I definitely, I, I'd like ask the internet, hey, which of these six dresses or, you know, should I wear for the maternity shoot? And then I packed three of them because I wasn't sure and didn't wear the one that I thought we were going to go with. I didn't even wear, like literally I was doing my hair. You were about to start steaming the dress. Oh, I actually did. I spent a lot of time steaming the dress. You did? Yeah. Oh, the dress was steamed. Oh. Yeah. I was like, I, this just doesn't feel like us. Because I was afraid with the maternity shoot that like if we wore our traditional like loud colors, loud prints, matchy matchy, I thought it would take away too much from the maternity aspect and make it about the clothes mm -hmm. and not about like we're about to be parents. I think what we ended up doing was a good happy medium where it wasn't necessarily, it was cohesive. Our outfits were cohesive. They weren't yeah. super matchy matchy. Didn't look like an ad for the, for the clothes. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of fun. And I think my favorite photo is is like not at all what you would expect from a maternity photo. So I'm yeah. really excited for this. Look at your face. You're so giddy. I am. It just yeah. turned out so good. And I mean, so I told you this, like the whole time that you picked this outfit out for us, I was just like, okay, I'll do it. Like inside, I'm just like, this feels so weird. This is like, unlike anything yeah. we've ever worn for anything, yeah. this feels way too traditional feels way too normal but like i didn't i didn't want to like yeah. i didn't want to say no to it so i was like fine and then i appreciate that but i was like you in my mind yeah place. i was like you, you came you came to the the realization yourself and i was just like oh thank god yeah because <laughs> it was just like the color is just not us it's really pretty i was gonna go with this like muted pink dusty rose metallic dress and you had a like identical color pair of shorts and you were gonna wear like a white shirt and that just felt like the very common traditional and it would look it would look good it just didn't match our it personalities didn't feel that like well. us at all. and like hey we would wear that to dinner or something yeah. it's like it's not like we would never wear that but yeah. like if we're commemorating this really you know momentous moment in our life in this really cool location and we're, and we're trying to do a non-traditional photo shoot yeah it probably makes sense to be non-traditional with with what we're doing so that was like super fun that might be one of my favorite things we did in between lunch and shopping and the maternity shoot we hung out by the pool which is also amazing the pool at one hotel is awesome and we saw someone we saw a celebrity it yeah. wasn't a kardashian there's this actress her name is anya taylor joy she is so freaking talented you might not know her by name but you would definitely recognize her face she was in the queen's gambit uh she she's been amazing in she yeah. was in the movie the menu she's been in a lot she's so unique looking she's stunning and yeah she's exactly like that in person yeah so she's in the pool, like frolicking around with her Sean's like insanely like, good, good looking husband. Yeah. Just like, Sean's like, let's go talk to him. And I'm like, no. And you were like, I'm going to call her name. And I was like, <laughs> don't you dare. Like, because honestly, hadn't like four days earlier, we were at the Hyatt and someone called out my name and I like couldn't figure out who, if someone was saying my name or if they were trying to call out a different Lauren. But you would have gone and talked to them. No problem. Yeah. But, but I don't need to maintain like anonymity, like. Anya Taylor Joy, who is probably yeah. If you go, if you're like, she hey, like Anya, hey Anya, and then everyone is like, oh, there's a celebrity here. Like, I thought we would have been best friends with her and her husband. I just didn't want to like make her when she was trying to be. Sure. It seems on like the one hotel has some sort of like agreement that if you see someone famous there, you're not supposed to like harass them. But right. we could have gone and played in the pool next to them and been like, oh, you guys are playing in the pool. Do you want to play some volleyball or something? <laughs> they were having a very intimate pool experience i think it would have been weird <laughs> had we been like do you guys want to play some volleyball i have one regret from this trip and it's that i did not talk to An anya taylor Choi. so is that the first time you've seen a celebrity on vacation or out in the wild <laughs> you know it's not that brings us to our first transition <laughs> segue segue hmm. let's talk about our weirdest celebrity encounters we live in san diego but before we lived in San Diego. I lived in LA for 11 years. And it's funny. People are always like, oh, do you, we, you know, people come visit and they're like, are we going to run into celebrities? And I'm like, I don't think so. Like you run into celebrities so 
easily and subtly that you don't even realize it's like a big thing when you live in that city for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was going through, I was like, okay, I've had some like really, <laughs> I am awkward. It's no, it's not the fault of the celebrity at all. It is 1000% Lauren Powell, uh, not good at, at, at small talk when there is a lot of pressure when it's a famous person, I, I shut down. <laughs> so I actually went through, I was like pulling up all of my weird celebrity encounters and they're weird because of me. And I got, kind of gave them some per- superlatives. Mm, okay. So what made me think of us talking about our weird celebrity encounters was you, a couple podcast episodes ago, you didn't realize that one of your favorite gifts that you send, the dude throwing like glitter, you didn't realize that was Rob Hubel. Yeah. And I forgot at the time, because it, it's just wild, my first year in LA, I got hired to like bartend a party at Rob Hubel's like backyard. <laughs> Am I a bartender? No. <laughs> no. If you've ever seen my videos, you know I'm not. Uh, so I was just like pouring drinks for like him and that's, and like um, Paul Shear and that whole like Comedy yeah. Central yeah. crew. Um, so that's the most random, okay. my most random celebrity encounter. Okay. My most embarrassing celebrity encounter. I think I know this one. What do you think? Who do you think it is? Rob McElhaney? No. If you can oh. believe it, there's one even more embarrassing than uh, that. Okay. Wow. Okay. So my first, when I first moved out to LA, I interned. So at UNC Chapel Hill, I was in the screenwriting program and they set you up with a Hollywood internship program for the summer uh, in out in Hollywood. And so I interned at Ghost Whisperer, which was a show on CBS at the time. Mm-hmm. That's how that was like 2009. One day the assistant was like, I have to go. We were in the like production offices and the assistant was like, Hey, I need to step out. Lauren, can you cover the phones? And this sounds easy. Like just cover the phones. No phones in a production office are terrifying. <laughs> like someone important is always calling. It's never just answer, take a message. Ah, I'm like, I'm sitting in naughty. I'm like, the phone rings. The phone rings. The first phone call. The only phone call I get in the 15 minutes that this assistant had stepped out. I pick it up and and she goes, hi, it's Love, which is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Wow. And she was asking to speak to one of the producers. And I panicked. I jumped up, but I don't even know what I said. Probably like, yes. I just jumped up. Did I ran, I was trying to run to the producer's office. Could I have transferred the call? (laughs) Probably would have been easier. Do you understand how telephones work? Right. I jump up to leave the room. I trip over the phone cord. I pull the plug out of the wall and disconnect the phone. (laughs) So I, in unintentionally hang up on Jennifer Love Hewitt. Wow. Yeah. I mean that like, you can't write that. No. That's probably in a movie. If it's in a movie, you're like, that is so cliche. That would never happen. No one would ever do that. You did it. I did it. Did did you find her number and call her back? No, the assistant came back. I told her what happened and she just like You're fired. Laughed. No. She was just (laughs) she was like a interns. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right, that's pretty bad. Okay, so then um my most emotional. Okay. Who do you do you know this one? Taylor Swift doesn't count because we didn't actually like meet her. She was Mm -hmm. a performer. It's different. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when we were in Cabo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Hillary like, Duff. Hillary Duff. Yeah. We ran, so we were at this like small bar. It's called small. It is called small oh. bar. Yeah. <laughs> In like downtown Cabo. Yep. Like on the marina. Yep. I turn around and I'm like, that is Hillary Duff. And she's dancing with like her girlfriend. It's like a bachelorette party. And she's I at think. a bachelorette. There's yeah. probably, there's like 15 people in this bar. It is yeah. like no one is there. And I was pretty drunk and I just was like, that's Hillary Duff. And I just started crying because I was like, I love her so much. Like, she's one of the people that made me want to become an actress. Like, when she was, I watched Lizzie McGuire. We are, like, six months apart in age. I love her. And I wanted to get a photo, but I also knew that she had just had a baby. And so I think she was trying to be, you could tell she was really trying not to be seen and be discreet and yeah. try to have her friends, like, hide her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Probably from me. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the first time I've ever cried over celebrity. yeah. <laughs> That was, I, I remember this distinctly because I was just like, you're like, hey, it's Hillary Duff. And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, do you want to go say hi? And then you just started crying. <laughs> and I was like, is that a no? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, hey, you know, you know, back then you weren't getting approached on the street or anything, but now like people want to come say hi to you and like you love it and you respond so positively. And I, I think, you know, maybe I'm not if, on the same level. Of course, of like course, of course. Duff. But 
at, at some point you still appreciate that. And like, in that, that's such a personal setting. Like I'm sure she would have been fine. So I'm always like, let's go talk to him. Let's say, go say hi. But yeah, I remember being like, do you want to go say hi? And you just started crying. And I was just like, Oh, Oh, okay. I, um, I guess we won't go say hi. Actually my next one, I also cried that I, I kind of forgot. Okay. So this would be the absolute coolest celebrity encounter. I don't know if it counts as an encounter, but we're going to say that it, it does. Okay. This was when in the middle of COVID Jennifer Aniston shared one of my videos on her Instagram story. Yeah. It was one of my drinking videos. I did like how many glasses of Rose to 0.08 and it just so happened to be one of the drunkest experiments I've ever done. Yeah. I just like accidentally got way too hammered in that video and she freaking shared it. And I was just sitting there like in awe. I was like, this can't be happening. I was waiting for her to take it down. I was waiting for her to not realize what she had shared. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's kind of like edgy for a celebrity to share like a like drinking yeah. video. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she did take it down only to put it back up so that she could add a call to action that said, make sure you watch to the end. <laughs> It was a cry emoji or something. <sighs> and I was just sitting there crying. And I, I did try to slide into her DMs. She yeah. wasn't having it. She has like 50 million followers. Yeah. So are those early in COVID and yeah. like you hadn't really the blown White up Claw, yet. The how many drinks to White Claw video had blown up. Mm -hmm. um, but this was like the third video I did after that. It's the third thing I tested after the White Claw. So it was very new. Yeah. I love it's just like, hey, mega celebrities are all just like us at home, yeah. locked inside, yeah, watching. watching videos. Yeah. I think and, Jennifer yeah. Gardner followed me from yeah. that. Yeah. Trippy. It was really cool. You had Simone Biles message you and she wanted to do a margarita video no, with you. No, she didn't. Uh, she you commented. Wanted, she commented and I was like, let's let's do a margarita video. You just need to listen to me. We would have so many more celebrity friends if you just <laughs> let me go talk to people. I'm your like golden retriever husband. Just let me retrieve. <laughs> That's adorable. Sit. <laughs> okay. I think to this day, Simone Biles and her husband would be our friends if you had just let me talk to them. Well, and I, I was pregnant, so we couldn't even do the margarita. It doesn't matter. Ugh. You need Let's, to just all run right, so my... That's, that's the poll that we're going to have for listeners this week. When we encounter a celebrity, is Sean allowed to go talk to them? Not just a poll in general. If you see a celebrity, should you approach them? What do you think? I'm yes, not going to be weird about it. I want to be cool. Okay, if you're going to be cool about it, what do you think? Should you approach celebrity? Not you, Sean. Not not puppy Sean. <laughs> People in general, what do, you, what do you think? Okay. I have one more. Let me tell you one more. Okay. So this would be the biggest, like, full circle celebrity encounter. Mm. Okay. L l the year is 2009. I'm working at a shitty Italian restaurant in the Valley called Sicily's Italian Kitchen. A lot of celebrities come into there. Don't know why. The food was subpar. Average come at me Sicily no shame I hate that place <laughs> worst job I've ever had anyway so I was like a takeout server and one of the people that I had to bring their order out to their car was Caitlin Olson who is married to Rob McElhaney mm -hmm. so that was the first step six months later cut to six months later I am now working at Fox Digital who shares a conference room and a kitchen with the production team for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which Rob McElhaney works at, right? Also Caitlin Olson. One time I was in the kitchen. I was on this like health kick and I was in the kitchen like cleaning celery or something. <laughs> Rob walks in. Cleaning celery. Yeah. Rob walks in and he's like, celery, huh? And I was like, fuck yeah, celery. <laughs> and he just was like, like, oh, uh, he just like, backed away <laughs> i had a knife in my hand too because i think i was like gonna cut it okay so then the real the full circle moment is i end up like marrying rob mcelaney's doppelganger wow you married me you're his doppelganger oh, okay that's hilarious yeah. i did have one time when i was 22 years old i was backpacking in florence italy and i was backpacking by myself and I, so I had made some friends and I was, you know, wandering the city and we had sat down in this back alley and this guy goes, I think that's Richard Simmons. And we all look and it's Richard Simmons and he's in his full Richard Simmons outfit, like short shorts and tank top. And he hears my, my friend, this guy that I was backpacking with and he stops and he's like, 
have a great trip, guys. And then just like, like power walks off. Why does he sound like Mickey Mouse? He, he definitely sounded like Mickey Mouse. It was so weird. And like I was chewing food and I couldn't even like get words out of my mouth. It happened so fast. And we all just like looked at each other and we're just like, did we just see Richard Simmons on the streets of Florence? It was so weird. But so funny. Okay. So this is the I just found out segment. <laughs> oh. There it is. Yeah. So I just found out. Okay. We saw Barbie a few weeks ago. Yep. You remember Alan, who was played by Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah and Midge, who is the pregnant Barbie that nobody talks about anymore. Mm-hmm. I just found out that Alan was the father to Midge's unborn baby, and they used to package the two of them together. What? When you could buy Midge, you could also buy Alan. They were a pair. What? Yeah. Which is hilarious because we said we can't do Ken and Barbie. We could do Midge and Alan. We did say that. Unbeknownst to us that there is a relationship there that we didn't know about. He's the baby daddy. What? All right. So I just found out, and maybe this is a little weird for a pregnant person, but your nipples are as far apart as your ears, which yours are not right now. (laughs) (laughs) People that are listening to this and not watching, you are missing out. Lauren just looked down. I also Uh, looked at yours. Yeah. But generally speaking, most of the population, your ears are as wide as your nipples. That's just absolutely not true. That is what the internet said. Oh, the internet, the trusty old internet. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it. The the science behind this is when you're in the womb and you're like as a baby and you're just like sort of like like coming out. Is that what happens? Yeah. Yeah, you're a little ball, and then things happen, and things come out. Basically, your ears and your nipples come out at the same time. What? Or relatively close. And so then your ears in the position of your body and your nipples in the position of your body are growing at, like, relatively the same rate the whole time. And so when you're fully grown, they should be within an inch or two of each other for most people. Um, I have huge ears. <laughs> so you're sort of taking out a couple extra inches or they're, you know. But yeah, this that- is fascinating. Can somebody please, can someone verify this or debunk this? <laughs> I need to know. Okay. Okay. I have one more that okay. I learned while we were in Kauai that yep. I thought you would be fascinated to know. Okay. I just found out that in order to have a Costco, you have to have a population of 30,000 people. And Kauai, their population is only 56,000. So they only have one Costco on the whole island. So it's it's one Costco per 30,000 30, people. Huh. Why? Wild? What's the, do they? I don't know. Okay, that's really good. I have I have one more. So we were on a boat tour, um, and we were looking at the the boys. Uh, <laughs> were we looking at the boys? We were looking at the Nepali coast, and you and I like kept finding faces in the mountains. Oh yeah. And I was like, there has to be a term for this, and it's called face pareidolia. And uh, the term for what? Finding faces in nature, in uh, hills, finding faces in inanimate objects, or just anywhere. So like bologna sandwiches, people find Jesus in their grilled cheese, grilled cheeses. Yeah. Grilled cheeses. Yeah. That's exa- okay. a perfect example of face pareidolia. Okay. Um, you say that like such an expert face pareidolia. I, I looked it up and listened to it a few times cause I didn't want to sound like a moron about With boyu. boyu. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't pronounce boyu, but I can pronounce face pareidolia. Make it up um, for it. So it once was considered exclusively a symptom of psychosis. Like they thought people were seeing faces everywhere. um, And then they started to study it. And then they realized that like most humans experience this like in their normal life. Well, that was interesting because we both saw the same face. Yeah, exactly. So unless you're experienced. It was Richard Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we get a lot of amazing comments and questions from you guys. One question that I got that... Uh, I went down a rabbit hole of research for. So Cody asked, do you have a nursery theme picked out for your baby? I highly recommend researching color psychology of a baby's room. Mm. So first of all, we do have a theme. I want to do like a puppy dog theme and also like exclusively Godric. (laughs) All dogs. (laughs) And I want to keep like a black, white and wood tone. So I looked into color psychology. Yep. You really wanted to do like super bright neon-y colors because that's like our, yep. our personalities. So orange and yellow can stimulate the mind and have an energizing effect on the body. Okay. However, 
while this, while this is beneficial for growth and development, it's not an advantage when it comes to nightly bedtime showdown with your with your overly energetic toddler. Thus, warm colors are best used in moderation. Huh. This was super interesting. So red. Uh, some studies suggest that physical effects associated with the color red increase athletic ability. Have you heard this? Uh-uh. Uh, like we're talking. Like they have studies where sports teams that wear the color red play more aggressively. Athletes that wear like a red jersey play more aggressively. They did a study during the 2004 Olympic Games examining the effect of the color red in one-on-one boxing, taekwondo, uh, and wrestling. They randomly assigned red or blue clothing to each competitor. Their research found that both male and female athletes in red scored significantly higher in aggression and dominance than the athletes in blue. Wow. That's that's wild. So then I started looking up popular sports teams. Yeah. That their main colors are red and they have dominated Chicago Bulls, mm-hmm. Miami Heat, mm-hmm. Alabama football, yeah. Red Sox, Manchester United soccer. Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Uh, red is also associated with increased aggression and inability to focus and headaches. <laughs> so not a great. I mean, do we want them to be a world champion or, you know, yeah. have some other things? Interesting. Cool colors have a calming effect on the body and can, can make your child's room feel spacious and relaxing. However. However, mm-hmm. dark, cool colors can evoke all the doom and gloom of an impending storm and should be used in moderation. So that means black. Do I need to get rid of this black wall? I love Black's it. Black's not a color. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going to leave that silence in just so we, like, you can see that we like made eye contact like three times and didn't know where to go from there. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Got nothing. No rebuttal. Black's a lack of color. So it's not blue. It's not impending doom. It's a lack of color. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to do some research on that later. <laughs> then I was worrying, like, is black and white? Not the right vibe for a baby's room for development. And it says exposing your newborn to high contrast shapes and patterns is also important to their cognitive development in the first few months. Black and white shapes are best because they can't see color yet. So perfect. We have a black wall. For four months and then we got to paint it. Okay. Here's another question from Yvette. Before your pregnancy, when was the last time you went without drinking for an extended period? I'm a new fan to the podcast and lo- and to you in general, and I'm loving it here. Yvette, thank you so much for being here. So yeah, when's the last time I went or, or either of us went without drinking for an extended period? We tried dry January a few years ago mm-hmm. for like health purposes. I think that's what most people, everyone does dry January for health purposes. I think we gained weight. We gained weight. We're like not sleeping great. I think we gained, yeah. we gained weight because weight we suddenly were like, let's get ice cream. Let's yeah. do desserts with every meal, which we never would do if we yeah. had cocktails. Does that mean we say like addictive personalities or no, something? I think, it, I think it's just like you replace one vice for another. Mm-hmm. Lauren asks, when are you planning on revealing the baby's name? We, we are not. We are not. <laughs> so I always kind of wondered why people were so mysterious about not telling you their baby's name uh, until they're born. And then uh, the flight attendant in on the way mm-hmm. to Kauai kind of solidified like, oh, I get it. I get this is why you don't tell people. So I was like, we were pretty firm. Like, oh, we're not going to tell friends and family. It's just going to be a, a surprise. And then the flight attendant was like, do you have a name yet? And I was like, oh, well, we're not telling people. And she's like, who am I going to tell? And I was like, that's a really good point. I guess we can tell you, stranger. And so we tell her and she has like no reaction. And she's just like, oh. Just no mm. reaction one way or the other. And I was like, oh, we we're, we love our, we love this name. We put in a, You put a lot of pressure on other people to have a reaction. A reaction. Yeah. And then it's like, that doesn't feel good to right. not have a reaction at all. I don't ever want to tell anyone ever again. Like, yeah. there's that. We're actually never going to call her by name. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be mysterious. Mm. Baby Kapow. Or people could have negative associations with that name right. and you don't want it to be Because like everyone knows some someone. a-hole that has that name. So. Yeah. So... We are not going to tell what the baby name is, but we... Until it's born. Until it's born. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Uh, and that gives us a chance to kind of play, ra- play around with other names, play some more name games to see if, if, mm-hmm. if we're really set on it or not. Um, speaking of baby names, so a comment from Helby84 on a name suggestion. How about Donna Marine or Donna Mo for short, Domino's Pizza? <laughs> Donamo, Domino. 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 Wow. Donamo Casey. Yeah. 
Dynamo. Domino. Domino. Dynamo. <laughs> I was just thinking because like Dominic and Domina are names. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We're on the same page. <laughs> okay. This got me thinking about nicknames. Mm-hmm. Did you have nicknames? Have you ever had a nickname? What are some of your nicknames? Um, the only nickname I've ever had in my life is from my parents. Um, they called me Sean or Bug because I was very squirmy when I was a child, <laughs> like a bug. Other than that, I was always just Sean Casey or Casey in mm. sports, but okay. I never had a nickname. It your was, parents call you Seaners now. Seaners, yeah, Seaners. But and your that, friends don't call you Seaners. They might now. That they hear you calling me that, Seaners. <laughs> <laughs> I was my friend Nick from England always because so he would just make fun of the Michigan accent and he'd be like, hey, Shawners. I call yeah. you Shawnee. Yeah, Shawnee. Shawnee. The internet calls me Shawnee sometimes now because of that. But yeah, I didn't really have a nickname growing up. How about you? Glad you asked. <laughs> so in middle school, I gave myself a terrible nickname. So my initials, I'm Lauren Elizabeth Powell. My initials are L-E-P, LEP. And I was like, oh my God, leper, I'm a leper. And I wrote leper on like all sorts of doodles all over my room. And I called myself the leper. I think I wrote a song about being the leper. I had no idea what it meant. A few years went by and I was like, oh, I can't, I can't, I, I, I don't want to be the leper anymore. <laughs> Nobody really, corrected really. me. My parents weren't like, hey, maybe we don't call like, you a you're leper. So, you're so creative, Lauren. Good job. Yeah. Oh. And then I, so I think I've only ever had like really regrettable self-imposed nicknames. Then in like high school, college, my nickname was Popo Uh because my um, college roommate, she, we went to high school together. We were really good friends. She, her name is Natalie. And so we were Nene and Popo, our friends in college called us that. And then I realized like, oh, Popo, and outside of Nene and Popo, Popo is the police. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So I never had any really good nicknames. It'll be interesting to see. Like, do you, are you supposed to think of possible nicknames when you're choosing a kid's name? I call you LPC now. Yeah. I went by LP. Cause I'm SPC. You're LPC. LPC. Yeah. Yeah. People call you LP every now and then. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. I like LP. I remember there was this girl in college. Her name was Lauren. We were friends in our little friend group and she didn't like that I was Lauren. So she tried to get everyone to call me low. <laughs> and I was like, that's not, you can't just like have people start calling me low. Like, everyone call you low. Yeah. You should be low. M. Thomason, 82, says, I know during my two pregnancies, I would get all kinds of advice. What's the strangest, worst advice you felt you've been given so far? I don't think we've been given that much advice in general that we didn't like solicit or ask for. But I will say on our vacation, someone asked how far along I was. And then she goes, you look healthy. And I was like, that's not, I don't think that's a compliment. Like, I don't think you should say that to people. I'm sure she intended that as a compliment. That doesn't seem like, Mm -mm. no. Don't tell a hormonal pregnant woman who just told you how far along they were because their belly is sticking out that they look healthy. Okay. I had a couple questions from people asking how we would prefer them to leave us comments or topic suggestions. So there's a couple ways. If you're listening on Spotify, there is a comment section there that I've been pulling great questions from, great topic Mm -hmm. ideas. Same thing with YouTube. There is a full video portion on YouTube. You can leave your questions in the comment section and I'll pull from there. And then also, if you're just listening and it's easier for you, you can shoot us a DM on the Kapower Hours Instagram. And I created this like handy little bot that, you know, you can click on ask a question and ask for your name and your email and and then you can shoot us the question. It sort of like makes it easier for easier for us to respond to it. But Sean had a lot of fun making this like automated bot reply with like gifts and like (laughs) it's fun so go please go shoot us some dms and try out our our automated bot chat bot and just know that that's not us replying but we do monitor that we actually not us replying replying. but sean did write it yeah so it is us (laughs) but then we can also jump in and reply at any point so like the bot is very limited because it just wants your question that's it but sean just wants you to go play with this bot (laughs) yeah please go play with my bot so now it's time to do the capositives yeah, you're getting I better. On fire. Okay, my positive or my love of the week. Um, this is the section of the podcast, if you're new, where we just talk about the things that we recommend, whether it is a book or a TV show or something we bought 
we totally recommend other people purchase. This is completely unsponsored. My compositive of the week is Costco travel. Yeah. So if you didn't know, you can book, if you're a Costco member, I don't even know. Maybe you don't have to be. I think you, you have, have to be. be. Yeah. You can book pre-made travel packages that Costco has on their website. However, you can actually call them and tell them what your trip is if they don't have exactly what you want. And they can potentially put together a package for you that still saves you money. Yeah, it's a customized package. It's insane. So we knew the flights that we wanted. We knew the hotel that we wanted to stay at. We knew we wanted a rental car. We knew how much those three things were going to cost us without before Costco. And so we picked up, we told them what flight we wanted. We told them what hotel we wanted and the car we wanted. And they came in $2,000 less than what we would have paid if we had booked it ourselves. It's wild. Cause like we had been doing a ton of research and like we were ready to book. Yeah. And we're like, this you was know. the cheapest, the number that we came up with on our own was the cheapest, most economical, like way we could, we, do it was, it was already saving a lot of money. Yeah. And then Costco, they don't really tell you the breakdown of what they was airfare, the what cost. was hotel. Yeah. But I was like, I don't even care. It's $2,000 less than my total that I I'd come up with shocked. on my own. So that was huge. And then you you get all these different perks at each hotel too. Like we got a $200 resort credit that the hotel wouldn't have offered. We got free parking. They cover a lot of the fees. We cover a lot of fees and yeah. you get a gift card from Costco. Yep. I guess we should... Alex has been waiting for her moment, her shout out on the podcast. We found, we got this idea from our friends who just did their honeymoon in Tahiti and Bora Bora and they booked it through Costco and travel and they were raving about it and they were right. Good job, Alex. Good job. My compositive of the week is a brand called Roosevelt's, R-S-V-L-T-S.com. Um, is it just Roosevelt's without any of the vowels? Yeah. Just occurred to me. Yeah. That was the outfit that we wore to Hawaii. They do a ton of really fun prints. For guys. For guys. They have a few matching things for women, fun hats. Sean gets a lot of, of messages from female listeners or, or, or people on my Instagram that are just like, my husband would love that shirt. Where did you get it? Yeah. I, I get the same. I get those comments too. So if you have someone in your life who likes loud pattern shirts, definitely check out Roosevelt's. Yep. They're pretty like moderately priced, right? Like 60, uh, 60 bucks yeah, for I mean, a shirt. I, I'd say that's probably like on, on the, the more expensive end. side, but it's comfortable. It's high quality. It's unique. It's unique it's patterns. Unique, right, exactly. So it's like if you're willing to pay a little extra for unique stuff that you're not yeah. getting anywhere else, definitely check them out. Okay. Well, this is going to be, this is a longer one since we, you know, we weren't, we took a week off for a baby moon. So I wanted to make sure that we came back with kind of like a double uh, length podcast for you. And we spent a lot of time laughing at my pronunciation yeah, of Yeah, 10 minutes buoy. of just boyo. <laughs> boyo. That is like when she sings... Boy, Danny you know. boy. That's yeah. what it's, that's, it's, it's Danny boy. That's Danny what it's from. Boy <laughs> anyway. Well, if you haven't watched It's Creek, go watch that. That's another composite. you'll understand. Yeah. Well, thank you guys as always for listening, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify, you're watching on YouTube, wherever it is that you get your podcast. We appreciate you so much. I'm also going to try to start adding, if there are links to the things that we're recommending, or start a list of the books and TV shows and all these things. I'm going to start adding those to the Kapower Hour Instagram story highlights. So you should be able to go back through and check out what we recommended each week. And yeah, which please, thank please you. Go. That was a suggestion from yep. one of you guys. So appreciate please go, that. Please go talk to my bot. <laughs> please go talk to Sean's bot. <laughs> all right. All right. We are Kapout. Kapout.